The United We Stand podcast is brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. And uh, we've, we've had a bit of a surprise because we set off, and if we're lucky, on the way to win a game, we go to a pub and we have a little bit of lunch. So... On the way home, we often have to drop one of our most regulars off at his local, which is um, which was Neil the Grove. And where is the Grove? The Grove is in the heart of uh, North Manchester, finest pub in Blakely, finest pub in Manchester. So, finest pub in Manchester was actually on the way to Huddersfield. So, um, at what about ten thirty this morning? Well, it's just ten thirty this morning. We've already been here about twenty minutes. Uh, we stopped at the Grove in Blakely. Um, pleased with that choice of pub? Do you know what? It's one of uh, it's my highlight of the season. I even include Rashford's penalty in that because this morning um, I, wa- I actually walked to Salford to get on there, <laughs> and like I messaged Rick last night and said like, "What time are we at Salford?" It was like twenty five past nine. So I'm like, right, well, you know, might as well be a bit healthy and all that. Walk, walk to Salford. So I walked four miles, gets on there. Then obviously we went into town. And then, as we were coming down Rochelle Road past uh, Bernard Manning's uh, place, that's when you got on the mic. And when you started talking about the pub we were going to stop at and saying, like, ah, there's some inbreds there and all that. And the lads around I was joking. Us are like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you weren't, as it turns out. But then I thought, well, one of the lads said, like, damn, it doesn't sound much of a pub and all that. And I was getting quite excited. So I'm like, we're going to pass the Grove in a minute and all this sort of thing. But. Then when you said we actually were, I thought, oh, you're joking, it turns out you and Rick had planned this for weeks and we actually were, so here we are, the um, back in the Grove, about ten minutes, five minutes walk from my house, um, about two hours after I left, and um, yeah, I mean, this is perfection for me, you've got... We're off to see United. Um, all of the monkey bus around there, all laughing and joking, on the way, uh, on the way to an away game, on the monkey bus in the Grove. Short of, uh, tell you what, if Holly Lance comes and gives me a lap dance <laughs> and I get a burger from Salitas, I've pretty much hit Nirvana. Well, talking about Holly, Holly Lance, we can't promise, but um, <laughs> please tell me you brought Holly along as yeah. well. <laughs> we, we, but. Um, after a few more pints, by me, it might look like Kylie Minogue. <laughs> but no, it's unlikely. Right. Um, in terms of. Very good. Very good. In terms of, in terms of uh, some food, um, there's been a bit of a controversy because I, I've asked for um, chips and barms for everybody who's going to put that on. Unfortunately, it's called the muffins. It is chip muffin in North Manchester. Yeah. Absolutely, so yeah. They're yeah. putting blueberries in them, is it? Yeah. <laughs> muffins have blueberries or chocolate chips, where I come from. But it is, you know, it's a chip muffin. Here in, um, here in Maston and Arthur A, everything is a chip muffin. Right, OK. You go up to the best chippy in the world up there as well, funnily enough. It's amazing how um, all the best things are in place. Like. instead, instead of offering the chip like that. You're not surprised. Yeah. So, we're off to Huddersfield. Yeah. Last away game of the season. It's been a long season for us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking forward to it finishing, I think, in many ways, although obviously not moments like this where you sat with your mates having a beer. But, in terms of the football-wise, what are we expecting today against Huddersfield? Probably... Another another performance where it, it 
the game seems to pass us by. Um, I'm absolutely. I love the fact that Ollie's manager and like right behind him. But I can't wait for the summer for him to get rid of. I would say seven, eight players and maybe bring in seven or eight. And you know it, the work rate hasn't been there recently. And, do you know? Um, I was listening on on the United We Stand podcast. John Ashton said the other week. Um, that we've got a squad full of squad players and, and I think that pretty much nailed it that like that is where we seem to be at but we need, we need new players and we need more United players And Is, is it realistic though that A, he's going to be given the mandate to get rid of seven or eight players particularly when there's quite a few have signed new contracts is it realistic that he's going to do that and when he doesn't do that if he isn't allowed to do that or for whatever reason are we starting next season in a very similar place to we've ended this one and therefore there's no change yeah I mean just going back to your first thing about what you're expecting today I was I had to read through my messages from last night because I don't actually remember sending any of them. But I think we, we had a discussion at some point. Yeah, in, I read in, some of your Twitter last night. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at that that when that ban is coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we, we had a conversation about today. And uh, if Mo Salah dies, you are in big trouble. Well, let's hope so. Um, I, I think actually I think it was quite a um, a good thought. I must have because I, I said to you that I think we'll win easily today, and you were like astounded by that optimism and I think we will because I think the players will start to fucking play for the contracts now and they'll probably end up giving them all five year extensions but you know we're, we're miles behind they should get rid of seven, eight, nine, ten in the summer and they just need to do it and we'll, will they probably not they'll probably get rid of four or five and bring in maybe three or four but that's not going to touch the sides is it they need to be ruthless they just Fucking! I've just seen Neil Warnock's an absolute danger to children, and he just what's he doing there, looking in the cat's eye? Was that saying that on Brown the telly? Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, they just need to they need to clear the decks, don't they? And they need to look at you know people like Sanchez and that. They, if they have to pay some of their wages once they've gone, which other clubs have been doing for years, that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. Because what's worse, carrying on. You know, giving somebody 100 grand a week when they're not at the club or paying them 300 grand a week when they're there and not playing. They need to, you know, you can't keep making bad decisions and they just need to look at people like, you know, Rowo and stuff like that they've given long contracts to and just get them off the fucking, out of the club because they're shit. Well, funny enough, um, about 10 days ago or two weeks, um, I was chatting to Matty. Funnily enough, we're here in the Grove. No. Yeah, You've been here before. <laughs> But I've seen a message of Rick, and he put something along the lines of, um, it, it, well, we're the biggest club in the world and we haven't got a single winger, a club that has been built on wingers its entire history on our books. I'm like, oh, why? It, it struck me like, we haven't have a, we haven't got a single winger. In fact, the best winger is probably Santi Gomez, and he can't even get near the bench at the moment. Well, no, we've, we have got two wingers. They play it. One's a finished fullback and the other was a nearly finished yeah. fullback. Yeah. Because when we bought players to do a certain job. Hey? Not from Scandinavia. Which no, I don't He got I mean Valencia's not gonna play again, is he? No. 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 Ashley Young has been a great servant to us, but we call him a servant. When he's nowhere near legendary status, is he? No. We were talking last night, um again. <laughs> We're all worse for the wear from last night, I think, by the way. But um, which I'm not sure this early start was great, but we were talking last night about United number sevens. And 
if you think about the number sevens that we've had, you know, you, you start off and, you, you you know, you can go through, all right, best he played at number seven, blah, blah, blah. But when you go even more Morin, then you start with Brian Robson, yeah? And then you think, well, Beckham had that. And then you think, oh, God, Ronaldo then took over there. And we never thought he could ever get any better. And then it just... You missed a certain Frenchman out there, didn't Exactly. You? And then, then you go, oh, and Cantona, of course. Yeah. All of a sudden you're going, there's one shirt in our, you know, in our every game sort of period of watching that we've seen those players wear it. All right, for one reason or another, Sanchez hasn't worked out for us. OK, we're not sure whether it's him, whether it's his attitude, whether the... I feel sorry for him at times seems to have been the only player not to have been given an opportunity. However, we don't know why he's not been given an opportunity. Maybe it is his attitude, maybe it's his training. But the thing is, when we look at any of those shirts being worn at the moment, there's not one that's particularly added value to it, is there? No. They're just... They're just so far behind in every every position and every, you know... Other than the goalkeeper, and obviously he's had his issues the last few weeks, but other than the goalkeeper, there's not there's not a player that you'd be bothered leaving if they left the club at all, and that's no. just a sad state of affairs. Does that include you know, Rashford? In, yeah, because I mean, look, I think I think the thing with Rashford is everyone wants him to do well. You know, we all love the idea of a homegrown local lad, and especially you know as a centre forward scoring the goals to win your titles. There's nothing better than that, and especially the United fan, we've got a history of you know bringing through players who do well and win, win the club trophies, and we all want that desperately. But he's got to start performing. You know. He's not a great finisher. No. He's not clinical. You know, and, and the thing is, we can't we shouldn't be judging him against what else is at the club at the minute or the fact that he's a local lad doing his best. We should be judging him by the standards that Reed Van Nistelrooy set for the club and he's nowhere, nowhere near that standard. And but that's a standard that's gonna win your Premier League titles and that's where we need to get back to. We can't be thinking, you know, oh we'll give him some slack, he's a, he's a young lad. And I still think he's I still think he's got a big future at the club and I think he'll get better, but you know, he's not he's not been great the last, the last few months and that. I mean, you know, he's had some highlights, obviously PSG being a, a big one, but you know, he's got to do more. We've all got to do more. I must admit, I'm I'm a big Rashford fan. I, um, he, I, I I still he's ahead of his time. I think like he came in way earlier than he should have done. And thank you very much for that. Um, he came in way earlier than he should have done, and he's been surrounded by players that aren't good enough for a long time and I think he's been the leading light like his effort I think is phenomenal he has looked at lately I agree with that completely like lately he's looked a little bit like a slapped heart or a bit but in general I think he, he's one of our best players and I think if you stuck him in the United team 10 years ago he'd be an absolute shining star and I just don't think he'd have got anywhere near the United team 10 years ago to be perfectly honest I think so. he'd be a better player if he was around well, yeah, of course he would but playing with better players and not you know he's, he's, at times you think he's like carrying the team and he's however old he is 21 something like that and he but I just I don't know. I, I, I mean, he's the least of our worries. You know, I that, agree. You know, agreed, the, the, yeah. the, there's, there's yeah. nine other positions in the uh, starting eleven that you'd saw yeah. before him and the goalkeeper, and that's what you know. That's the thing with the hay the last few weeks. People going on and on about that. It's like Jesus Christ. Have a look at the fullbacks. Have a look at the centre halves first. Completely but, uh, agree with but, that. But but you won't win. I still don't think you're going to win a title or a European Cup with Marcus Rashford as your centre forward. 
I hope I'm wrong, I hope I'm proved wrong, I hope he can score 30 goals in a season, 40 goals in a season, which you probably need these days, but I just don't think he's, he's a... If Marcus Rashford's playing alongside another centre-forward, a real big yeah. centre-forward, yeah. not as not as what they, I suppose, you know, fashionably call the number 10 now, but, you know, as a striking, Sheeran, Sutton type, you know, two centre-forwards, we played with two... You know, right through with the 99 side and stuff like that, pairs of strikers. Could he do the job then? Yeah, possible. I mean, you know, he's got blistering pace and he's, um, you know, technically really, really good. He can score from outside the box as well as inside the box and that. Um, but he's, he's got to start. He's, he's got to start scoring some easier goals as well, haven't they? Yeah. It's like every, every time he's got it, feels like it's a big effort. Um, but as I say, like, I don't want to, yeah. like, I'm not certainly not talking about Rashford. I think he's, you know, he's a great talent. No, we want him to succeed. Yeah, oh, we want him to. You know, if everyone else put the effort he put in, we wouldn't be still, well, we're not even worrying about getting top four because it's not going to happen now. We'd have been so called. I agree with you know, that. And, and I tell you what, that to me, Martial has got more ability than Rashford has. He could potentially be a better player, but his attitude is shit. His, his work rate is shit. And he, if, if he put as much effort as, in as, as Rashford does, then we, we'd, we'd be... Well, we wouldn't be challenging for the title because the other two clubs that we don't want to talk about are far, far better. But we'd, we'd easily be in third place. You've seen that video of Martial warming up then, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly. He's away with the fairies at best. And, and, and at worst... You know, it's just he blood stinking by that doesn't, doesn't it? it? You know? Doesn't it? With everything else it's thrown in, honestly. Oh, oh okay, we're, <laughs> we're doing picture duty here. What, what, what's what? I don't. <laughs> what's having our photo taken in the groove? Um, we're just talking. You've got to get us tickets for Tottenham away because we can't wait to go and see that new ground. <laughs> well, there you go. We might get the boss. Might be our last time. We're going to be relegated this time next season. <laughs> but in terms of um, in terms of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, we know we, right. We want Oli there, right? We're pleased Oli's appointment, and we continue to be pleased with his appointment. Yeah. There will come a time though where we will start not to doubt him but maybe doubt the club's intentions of putting someone up there in front and what I was going to say was last night watching Liverpool I didn't really watch it but it was on and and, um, and what we noticed um, and what they're what 30 years from winning the title yeah 30, t- 30 years from winning the title 1980 I remember the yeah. Friday night Arsenal one set right I'm not and are they still living? Are we in danger having Ollie at, Ollie at the wheel? Are we in danger? And I was talking about the 20 years and the, this game during the summer of the you know night and stuff. Are we in danger of slipping into that Liverpool living in the past? And all of a sudden, these years slipping by because all of a sudden we're six years now, aren't we? And then we'll be seven, and nothing's happening next year by the looks of it. How long before all of a sudden we are living in the past? We, I, th- I think I think we are. I think you need to separate separate out the two things, though. I think Sol's could be a manager. I think that that's a separate thing. But I think, yeah, I mean, this whole like, you know, it, it looks like Woodward's just decided now, probably to try and buy himself some time. That he's gonna he's gonna go for the uh, populist vote, isn't he, all the time now? And it, you know they're talking about. Ferdinand, Darren Fletcher, um, obviously Mike Phelan's back. You know that that seems. Well, they'd be, be appalling choices, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. I mean, 
I don't, it, it, that's what I mean. I think you, that's why you need to separate out the um, the manager and, and the rest of the stuff because actually, I, I I think all you'll do a good job, and I think the way that some people have like turned the last few weeks because we've had a few bad results is disgusting. To be have honest. they turned, yeah, or are they, they just worried and, and, and are no, they panicked? I don't think people are worried. I think I think there's a lot of slapped asses in our fucking support these days, yeah. and I think people need to like take us look. The last few, the last two managers we've had have been absolute, you know, experienced international managers with good track, you know, track records and history of winning stuff. And neither of them could do what they needed to do. So actually, maybe it's not around the manager that's the problem. Maybe it's around the structure and the intentions of what the club wants to be these days. Um, but I think, in in a way, I'm glad that we've had this bad run of form at the end of the season because I think that the, the run they went on when Solskjaer took over, and obviously it was a you know it was a bounce or whatever you want to call it, but it was papering over a lot of cracks. And I think if you know even if we'd have won two more games in that run and we'd have easily qualified for the Champions League next year, end of the season, they'd have, you know it'd have been a different story. We we need the the wake up call and the reality check of where we are as a football club as a whole before you start looking at. And managers, and you know, yeah, we shouldn't be. We should. I mean, I, I still like the idea that we keep ex-players, obviously, of a certain standard and experience involved in the club. Should they all be getting the top jobs? No, but you need to be looking at what the jobs are rather than the personnel in them. And you know, this this whole idea of technical director, you know, it's a football director, like whatever. It's all it is is it, it's Woodward putting somebody in. It's window dressing, isn't it? Because he's not going to give him the authority that the role should have. Yeah. So it actually doesn't matter if it's Darren Fletcher or Rio Ferdinand, because all the role is going to be is talking about all oh, the culture of the club and you know the style of football that yeah. we should be playing and stuff like that. They're not going to be. They're not going to have the responsibility that they get at other clubs. No. Um, and you know, a friend of mine is. Um, friends with that Paul Mitchell and he spoke to him um, and he'd had conversations with Woodward and I, I'm not saying he, he wouldn't take the job but he's nowhere near as enthused as you would expect somebody to be having had a conversation with Manchester United Football Club about coming work for them who's that the guy who's at Spurs and Southampton and um, he's at Leipzig or wherever he is not Leipzig wherever he is now yeah yeah um, the, the role isn't what you would expect the role to be because Woodward still wants to have his uh, fingers in all the right pies, doesn't he? I think when, when you talk about, I don't think any, there's very few people would disagree that it, Marino's time was up. Yeah, you know, yeah, because of the things he was saying, and he'd lost it. He'd lost his sidekick. He'd lost his barrier. He'd had uh, domestic problems, etc. It was time for him to take a break. Yeah, but he took this squad somehow to second last year an FA Cup final we'd won the Europa League and he'd, he'd eked that out of it and that must we've got to give him a bit of credit for what he's done given what we're now 12 months later he was unable to motivate them even himself alright he'd lost to Ferrier Ollie's come in got a bit of a bounce but now are those players fraudulent or are they not good enough I, I think there's both I do think there's both in there I think um I defended Mourinho a lot, and, and I'm a great believer in like for as long as the manager, you know. I mean, if you think about Tottenham only this season, it seems mad that it's this season. But do you remember Mourinho as he walked off the pitch, he picked up the scarf and like yeah. Stretford for them was 
singing United fans in the ground is Old Trafford and United fans in general are unbelievably loyal to a manager longer than most other clubs will be but I think Mourinho kind of lost, lost his way and he lost the plot in the end and, um, and I defended him a lot but I think he was his own worst enemy at the yeah, end yeah, quite, quite. he really had gone into late game last year at Brighton and West Ham and the start of this season yeah, yeah. and putting McTominay at centre half and, and hanging him out to dry it was, there was a whole load of things where he just looked like he wasn't up for it and, and is that possibly then be the problem with, with um, Ollie because Marino went because his press conferences became terrible yeah. and he, he lost the plot with, with what he was saying Ollie's seems now in some of his press conferences to almost be giving some stock sayings from Woodward oh well you better say that because things aren't going right and, and to, uh, do you know what I think it's interesting Mourinho because it's almost like now it, it's almost like people are forgetting how shit the football was and it's almost like yeah. you know now he's not there he's better than he was and the thing yeah we had success, some success under Mourinho absolutely you know the Europa League and as you say you know finishing second but they were, they were going backwards and this season was we were terrible you know you, you forget how bad it was before Christmas because all we're thinking now is we went from playing really well under Solskjaer until yeah. about four weeks ago and then the last four weeks have been terrible but you forget how bad it actually was and it wasn't just his press conference but that was a reflection of him the club you know and and he'd been obviously he'd been let down in the summer by by the board by, by Woodward by the Glazers in terms of not having the authority and then the back in to sign the players that he wanted in the position and it wasn't just this summer you know you go back to Perisic and stuff uh, that he was you know he, he didn't get because he wanted an extra five million or whatever it was um, and to be he should have walked he, yeah. do you know what and, and he would have yeah. he'd, he'd have been better served walking yeah. at that time if, he, if he'd have come out yeah. and spoke you know he he'd have it, all right. hero, of course he, he would yeah he wouldn't have got the same payoff fair enough but if he'd have come out and said this, this job is untenable because I've been promised this and I'm not getting it you know this, this is what we need to be challenging City and Liverpool and we're not we're not getting the backing to do it. And you know, all right, lots of us probably thought you know seventy million for Harry Maguire is ridiculous. But do we know better? Than, you know, if that's what Mourinho thinks, then that's what they should have backed. And then a year, two years in, then sack him if it's the wrong decision. But you can't you can't make yeah. Woodward or whoever it is is making decisions that he's not qualified to make. And what you know, how can you possibly say to a manager, and especially one as experienced and successful as Mourinho? I don't agree that that defender's the one that you need for the club. I mean, where does that come from? And all right, 70 million sounds ridiculous for Maguire, but do you know what? 75 million sounded a lot for Virgil van Dijk a year after um, Southampton had bought him for 12 million or maybe two years, whatever it was. Nobody else was thinking paying that money. And look at him now, he's the best, best defender in the league by a mile. The only thing is, like, you know, everybody rightly said with Mourinho all his bad points were like you know he didn't really buy into United in the sense that he stopped at the he, he lived at the Lowry and all those things well Ollie is the almost exact opposite he you said it yourself he, he you know he, he sort of put Manchester United uh, put the giving us back our club sort of thing and I think if we give him three years he'll make the decisions that we would all make he's, he's, he's rarely picked teams that I wouldn't have picked myself or made comments that I wouldn't make myself when we've been bad he's, he's called it 
Whereas Mourinho's press conferences wound me up so much and Rick's right. You do forget in time, you do forget now Mourinho's gone how bad it was later yeah. on. And I liked him but and now we're in a position where we've got the man we want. They're not his players at all. He hasn't signed a single player. Let him clear out the deadwood. He, he's, he's near enough called everything right. And he also knows exactly the sort of person he should bring in. I mean, I've seen... There was a journalist the other day saying, oh, he keeps going back to Ferguson. Well, is that not a show of strength to say, oh, well, someone else has got a viewpoint that I can sort of yeah. look into and all and, that? And to, and to be fair, to sort of, I think there's two things like with Chris Oldsgate. I mean, one, you know, he was at the club for what... 12, 13, 13 years, something like that, you yeah. know, player then in the cup. He, he's indoctrinated in what Ferguson did. And, and why wouldn't you live? But also, he gets asked every fucking press conference about Ferguson. Correct. So he answers the question, and he's the sort of bloke who will answer the question. But there's people going on like, oh, he keeps talking about Ferguson, oh, he's, yeah. you know, he's rimming Ferguson, he's licking his ass, whatever. Because he gets asked about him every single press conference. Yeah. And actually, there's a few times when what he said is... No, I don't, I've not talked to him at all about you know the team or the tactics or anything like that. But they but, ignore that. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, Solskjaer's... And, and they're saying, oh, he's coming out with these like stock answers or he's been fed these lines. But I don't think he has. I think he's just been absolutely indoctrinated in what the club is about under Ferguson. And that's his, that's his value set, isn't it? Yeah. Right, well, I can smell the chips uh, and a muffin. Yeah, and and uh, any minute now, your biggest surprise is... Holly Valance is bringing the chip bar. Well, oh no! She's coming in. No, it's Holly and Lance <laughs> who are bringing it. Anyway, um, so we're going to Huddersfield. Quick score today. Three uh, 0 United. Why not go into the summer with some confidence? Three 0 United. Rick, I'll go. Th- I'll go three one because I just don't see us keeping a clean sheet ever. But yeah, I think we'll win. I think we'll win quite comfortably. Right. Well, we'll see you after. So. Um, so we leave you from the Grove, and then uh, after the match we'll just see if we uh, manage to avoid uh, avoid defeat. It's not a bad jukebox, though, is it? No, it's not, isn't it? This is one of your favourites as well, you guys. I think I might just die happy today. So we're post-game now, and Huddersfield Town, the second-worst Premiership team of all time, have drawn against Manchester United who played centre-halves of Phil Jones and Ashley Young. Um, it's fallen a long way. Mark, how's your blood pressure? Fucking high, Steve. Like I say, all over what I do from about four or five, I was lucky enough to go, my uncle says, right, fuck it, you can come with your five. First game, after the way. Nil-nil, I remember it like this. Now, I should feel privileged to watch Man United that's all I ever wanted to do in my life, was watch Man United. And nowadays, fuck me. 26 years took me to watch him win the league. I'll tell you what, it's going to be 30 fucking years, like fucking them scouts bastards. You know, and it's, it's shocking. I don't want to say he's not the man for the job, but... From top to bottom, the club absolutely stinks. And it's all right if people say, well, don't come and watch it, don't do this. When you've done something for so long in your life, you've got a passion for it. What, what else can you do? But you can't blame Solskjaer for what's going on now, surely. He's at the head. Of the, he's, at the, he's at the head. I don't, I, I don't think Ollie's the man. I don't think he's strong enough. 
I don't, I don't think. The players, obviously, we all know who we want 10 or 12 players out. That's never going to happen because you can't get 10 or 12, 10 or 12 players out. Well, how many players can we get out of that team? If we get a maximum of six, we'll be lucky. They don't want to be here. Why should we fucking be there? Well, we go regardless, don't we? We're going, we do, we're going to sit in Old Trafford if it was empty. I know we do, but... but... <laughs> so you got... Where does it stop, Steve? Where, where, where does it actually stop when, when we actually... I never, ever want to stop watching United. Never, ever. Whether we... Do you know what? I would love us to go into the championship and then go, fuck it, build off again. No time, mate. You know, you know, when we went down, what a great fucking sound we had. You know, my uncle says, I, I was just coming into it when we when we went down. Great times. Neil, would you like to see us relegated? No. I never said relegated, Steve. Where are we going to get in the championship otherwise? Points deduction. We need a massive fucking... Do you know what, right? I'm not so sure that Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, in his pop, would get a tune out of this team. There's too many players playing on egos, not interested, not giving it 100%. Scott McTominay was obviously United's best player again today, yet three months ago he's been ridiculed by half the United support because he wasn't good enough. Scott McTominay, half the United support, wouldn't have had him in the team. But I, agree with, I agree with him. It stinks from top to bottom. It's the, right. the owners. Well, the Manchester United rang you up and said, look, we've heard you've got great credentials, yeah? We, we, we know you get the club. You've obviously heard how we want, we, we want See, you. if I was 20 years younger, I would fucking play better than any of them bastards. Yeah, it's not an over 40 side, have a look at all the papers. They're not like it's player power. They've just, they've just got too much power. I think every fan of every team in the country probably thinks they've got players playing their team, with the exception of City and Liverpool at the moment, in the Premier League. Well, with City and Liverpool at the moment, yeah, they've got some players who we would regard as quite average. Yeah. I mean, if you go through City side, you know, how many of those would get into the 99 side? How many of those players would get into the 2008 side? There are very few. If you talk to, they wouldn't also get into the Chelsea top side. They wouldn't get into the Arsenal invincible side. You know, it's not just it's not just the United side they wouldn't get into. That's it. But the thing is, they're winning, so they seem to they can get away with their agents and their wage demands. The fact that no other teams can, and that us and Arsenal and Tottenham and Chelsea are all scrambling for that second, sorry, for that third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So we, they're under scrutiny a lot more. But I'm just saying, if you were offered a Manchester United job, you'd take it. Even though... Well, of course you would. Yeah, exactly right, OK. So Ollie's done that. Yeah, so you can't blame us Oscar then, can you? For what no, they take no, the job no. that he really, really wanted to do. Yeah, but he stood in the touch like I was watching him today and he, his body language was such, what more can I do? I cannot... He can't. He can only influence the absolute touchline, can't he? He can't influence the players on the pitch. No, but he can pick the team. Yeah, and yeah, that's another argument. I totally accept what you're saying. Yeah, that substitutions and perhaps starting eleven, discuss it all day long. But at the end of the day, when you cross that line, the players can only 
apply themselves to give them 100%. And clearly, at least half the team that have done since Paris, Paris away have not applied themselves the correct way. And that's unforgivable. That's unfucking forgivable, mate. I agree. Let me ask you another question. Why is it that we're, we're suddenly going, we want to appoint all old players? We want a, we want a director of football has got to be Room Razzett, Mickey Feeling, um, Fletcher, Rio Ferdinand. Is, is that really the way to go? Do you not think it, that... We, you I, talked I, I about it from top to bottom. You talked about the club being rotten. Well, and well, I, and I, I, disagree with, I disagree with that. I think Solskjaer took the job because he really wanted the club. He wasn't going to turn a job like me and you wouldn't turn a, the job down, yes, even if could. Woodward and Glazers were there, yes, because you'd want to try and go in. You'd still go, whatever, because we don't believe it's their club. It's our club, yeah? But if we're going to go and say that... If you're looking at those players now, and I know that the players aren't good enough, and we realise that those players haven't got the heart that we would have, yeah? So somewhere along the line, something has to change, Yeah? But without us protesting, without us trying to remove that, without us actually... Woodward thinks that he's hit the nail on the head, doesn't he, with Solskjaer's appointment because we sang his name, you know, for, for each and every 90 minutes for game after game after game. So that's a non-football man thinking, I'll do the same again now with a director of football, technical director or whatever type of role. Surely that's why he's going now. And until we actually can get through to the club that that's not what we want, how do we do that? How do we get through to Manchester United that this has to stop? Because we've all renewed. If we asked every person on the coach here coming home, we've all renewed. You're not going to, Steve. Why would you give up something that you've lost? Apart from all those that failed in your finance and had to scrape and scramble to find the money elsewhere, you know, we only had that. So how do we change it? I've never... I... I don't see we can. We're, we're a product, and that's what we are. I think they've got to get a strategy in place, and I think to start with, it's got to go back to young English or British players. Very Brexit, that, man. It's very Brexit, that. Well, it might be, but I don't give a fuck. I'm talking about Man United now. And, you know, I like the Madison at Chelsea, at uh, Leicester. I like the Journey at Celtic. I like Chilwell at Leicester. I'm not a biggest fan, but Maguire at Leicester. Get the nucleus of a young British hungry team, and then perhaps in time get the superstars in. Just as much as I don't like to say it, but Paul Pogba is our best player. No doubt about it. But his attitude today, he was appalling, disgraceful performance today. Couldn't be asked. Not interested. It's a fucking disgrace. And he's our best, supposed to be our best, and he well, is our best player. So he's the player, Marshall's another one, I love him to death, but he's just so inconsistent, so can't be asked attitude. It stinks, it fucking stinks, mate. It's disgraceful. How the fuck? He just signed a contract, £250,000 a week, and he can't be fucking asked. Eight to the time. It's a fucking disgrace. Who would you get rid of? Pogba. Yeah. Martial. Yeah. Lukaku. Lukaku. Matic. Jones. Smalling. Damian. 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 Yeah, I, I disagree with you on a couple there. Chris Smalling seems to get a lot of shit. But. Apart from. Because he's shit, mate. That's why. Apart from. He's still our best defender. 
Although he can't pass the ball, he's still our best defender. Lindelof surely is our best defender. Yeah, Lindelof, you keep him, Lindelof. But somebody, you know, you, you, you can't get Rashford rid of today as well. His attitude, but I thought he was poor today, Rashford. His I'm, attitude stunk, I thought. I've heard a little rumour about Marcus. Whether it's true or not. Well, we don't want to know it on here. Do you want to know about it? No. Not, not on, on tape, it's a rumour. United's, United's best player today was Chong. The, the longer the game went on, the more of an influence he was having. And he's, no, a, he's a kid, he's a, no, really. yeah, he's a kid. Mark is doing it, is it? No, really, what if make things happen, Chong? Come on, and it was a positive change to try and go and get the second, and then they had one attack and then they scored. You knew about that. So when we're looking at that, you know, you can look at, you can clinically look at their game. Shaw's mistake was for the goal. Should he be making mistakes like that? Get rid of him in the bracket. He's done so well to come back from that career-threatening injury, but to me, he's just not good enough. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't. He should be scoring more than one fucking goal away at Huddersfield. The they're probably the second worst team in Premier League history, and he can't even score more than one goal away. He's so defensive. The football is so defensive. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's United Way, apparently. Yeah, but. We were playing the break at home to Watford the other day. Going we were the forward, break at home to Watford. I'm not sure what his stats are, but he doesn't ever seem to. Don't get very many assists. Yeah, you not many assists. Robertson there, left back Liverpool. Every time, we, sure. every time we're playing, we uh, have opposing team seems to target his side because he can't defend either. I, I, you know, I want him to do so well because, you know, come back from He's that injury. He's gone through a lot of shit, though, Yeah, sure. of course, yeah. Oh, I know that. I know that. I know that. Rune Razzit, Luke Shaw. He's, you know, David De Gea, right? He's not Luke Shaw is going to be... David De Gea, what's it, four years on the bounce, he's been the player's player of the season. Obviously, he's not going to be it this year, blah, blah, blah. But they reckon Luke Shaw's going to be it. Well, that just sums up, as a club, what we are at the moment. If Luke Shaw wins player's player of the year, that's where we're at. OK, so how much... Right, we've got players there. We know Luke Shaw's got some talent. He's come back a long way, OK? Where, where's the coaching staff? So, so now we're down a whole year into Carrick's coaching. Yeah, he coached last year as well. All right, second can. Where, where is the coaching influencing us? Because Ollie's only come in to December the 15th or whatever it was. So what are we doing about coaching? Where's our coaching? The coaching is improving. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe you're right. So where do we go for a coach? Well, obviously, we want to point from within. I think it's quite apparent that over Christmas, in that period when Solskjaer took over, Carrick was out of his technical area, or in the technical area, off the bench, in the technical area, influencing. But now they've gone poor again. But none of them do, do they? In the summer, if you had Solskjaer with a budget, really, you need you need a technical director to to influence that. If you look at teams... And if that technical director is Darren Fletcher? Yeah, I don't know about that, but... What I'm saying is, if you look at teams Mickey like South, Southampton, what and even Leicester over the years, the sort of players they're signing, the, the influential players that are getting first-team appearances, they're the sort of guys you want to go and employ. They're finding these unknown people. We're throwing 90 million about, like it's nothing. And these guys are just coming from France. But what... 
But wasn't that... Um, yeah, but wasn't that Marino's complaint that the scouting system was poor and United had far too many scouts and not a sort of... Um, they didn't have an idea how to target new players or what they what they were looking at. Everything they said was fucking right, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll 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 see it. I understand understand the argument about Jose. I think to a, to a point, he was probably the best manager to take on the Glazers in terms of that stance around not spending right. But Jose shot himself in the foot in, in the spe- in the sense that he spent four hundred million pounds on not a lot of good really. I think his best signing was probably Ibr- Ibrahimovic was on a free and. I'm sort of in two camps with that. Like Jose was probably the best manager you could have to take on the Glazers, but at the same time, you've got to wonder. You know, he, sh- he, sh- he shot himself. In- he shot himself in the foot in terms of his signings and he- the money he spent. Did Jose actually spend four hundred million? But, but well, that goes back to the argument. You know how? how- Klopp spent five hundred million. Yeah, yeah. And it's Klopp won a trophy. No, no. And again, it goes back to it goes back to an argument. If if you deem winning foot matches as, as, as a success or you win trophies as a success. Josie jo- won the league cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup. What's good for the top one? Uh, 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 not, not saying you're wrong. All I'm saying is that you can understand from both points of view that why Jose went. But at the same time as the United fan, you go there to Huddersfield today and you see you see the shit we've seen. You'd like Jose Mourinho to be saying he needs to go and he needs to go. But... I think Jose said that though, didn't he? Yeah, no, he does, but it, it goes back to how football clubs run. At the end of the day, the football club's run by a banker, and he's not a football man, and the owners aren't really that interested. So you need, no matter who you bring in, whether it's Solskjaer, whether it's Pochettino, whoever. They're, they're, so, not, they're so, not run by Woodson, so, though, so, are they? Something fundamental has, has to happen in the way that the football club's run. They're, so, they're, they're, they're not run by Woodward at all. No, they're, they're run by the Glazers. No, the Glazers no. stop Woodward from yeah. spending the money. The, gla- the Glazers stop them from actually implementing yeah. any sort of plan. It's not Woodward's yeah, fault. Woodward is, 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 is being, you, you, is being put into a position he's not qualified to do, a bit you, like you, Solskjaer. You look, at, you look at Man City and Liverpool and when, when the respective managers come in or when the respective owners come in, they had, they had a strategic plan. As a business, you know, and and, 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 and even even when the shapes come in and, and you know Mark Hughes was around, in ten years they had a vision. When Ferguson left, no one knew he was leaving. Knew, no one knew David Gill was leaving. They had six months to try and plan the future, and they left that to the wrong hands, unfortunately. And sure, we're, sure. we're paying, no, we're paying no, the, no, the price now. There, the city backroom staff, Soriano, Chicky Bigarristen, all Barcelona products. Them sort of guys targeted the right players. Before the Garriston come in at City, you had Brian Marwood signing Rodwell, Xabi Garcia, them sort of players, Scott Sinclair. And then you get the right people in the background. And then the players, they've targeted the right positions. They went and got De Bruyne, they went and got Laporte. Manchester, and them Manche- guys are first team Manche- Manchester United were lucky as a football club because they had one, one person. They had one person who could do all of that. Ferguson did all of that, and they were so. We attracted him, didn't they, because of the plus, success plus as well. And we had a youth plus team. What you plus what you said, David Gill, obviously was a big part of that. Yeah. Okay, so we get a we get a director of football or a technical director. You've just said, Luke, quite rightly, that City got it right. Very right. What, what is the job? What is that job at United, John C? Until until the Glazers want United to succeed and win trophies. It's, the director of football is just a bollocks position. Until they plan and they think we want, we need this, we we want to, do, they're going to be ruthless. It's just shit. He'll come in and he, he won't be, 
he'll be a watered down fishing where he doesn't actually have any fucking authority and he'll do fuck all. It's a complete waste of time. You may as well not have one. I don't think I don't think anyone really knows what a director of football role entails because it's so unique. And it's Lars is uh, going to be not a director of football, it's going to be a technical director yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, I think uh, two three three players. at the club, the older directors, you've got Martin Edwards, um, other people involved at the top of the food chain, they still have a big influence on who comes in and well, stuff. You've got, well, you've got to have someone who's running the football club on a day-to-day. Like, you've, you've got, you've got, like, when we go, I, I hate going back to Ferguson, but Ferguson run it all day-to-day. He, he knew what the academy was doing, he knew what the scouts were doing, he knew what he the made first team was doing. Yeah, didn't he? And, and now United, you know, football, whether, 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 owner, whether football has moved on or not, but one man can't do that role. I think that, think Fergie's not got an input It depends what you mean by input. I mean, if you, if you think... He's there. No, he's, he's there. 10 games a season. No, no, that, that, yeah, I understand that. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, as, as a director of football, I mean, there's got to be a strategy behind where you want the football to be in, in five, ten years, not not the signs for next summer. United, everyone's talking about United, having, you know, who are we going to sign this summer? shouldn't be about that it should be where do you want to see the club in five years where, where do we want to be what level we, do we want to be at and, that, that, and the director of football is responsible for that vision along with the manager along with the owners it's got to be in sync and it, I think it, until, it, you've, it, until you've got an owner and, and a chief executive who binds the club and what they want to do you can't have that vision right. it's, it, it, it's, it's it, the same for any business it, in the world it, it, not just a football business it's, it's, completely, it's completely down to the owners if the owners don't implement the vision, it'll never happen. Because they don't want it to happen. They don't want to spend the money. They don't want anything. They just want to get in the top four. They, they pick up the 50 million for getting the Champions League. Manchester, Manchester and they will never get anywhere whilst they're there. Manchester United to the Glazers is something they can show off to the pals. And they say, oh, do you want to come, for it? Do you want to come over here for the weekend and like watch, watch, watch what we play? And, and, that's, what, that's, all the, that's what Manchester United is and, to the Glazers. Until, until United fans do what Liverpool fans did and fuck off their owners, it, it, they'll be no, the day I agree with him, The day I agree with him, we got beaten 6-1 at Old Trafford and the Glazers were straight on a helicopter to go and watch their team from America play the NFL in London. That was all. It was like, how can you squeeze that all into one It goes back to what we were saying, Blackie. It's like Manchester United have, have suffered from the fact that they've not had a plan since since Fergie announced his retirement and David Gill went. You, you need a vision to where you're going to be in five years. Manchester United were fortunate enough to have, to have Ferguson who had that vision in his head and they could just leave it to him. No, no, but seriously, at least you've got someone who talks a bit of sense on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally, yeah, we can cut out all the first the first 20 minutes of you. <laughs> right, you, I think we mentioned it on our podcast and we spoke about it the other week, but Giggs tells the story of how when he was Van Gaal's number two, he pointed out several players that he thought were really good and that United should go and have a look at and sign. And two of those players were Mbappe and Salah before they were known, Yeah. Delit not one as well. Who was the one? Delit, who's going to be signed for Barcelona. For oh yeah, yeah. Delit was Delit was another one. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's that's if you believe him, and there's no reason not to. So who's surely that's what Manchester United need? As you're, you've talked about, Luke, City have got someone to spot talent and to go out and get it. So like Neil said there about. All right, having having a spine of whether it's British players or whatever, who you know can do the job in the Premiership, you've got to have someone to sign it. Is that what United? Is that the only way that we're going to be able to succeed and get back up to any level? Because we know there's going to be no yeah. big investment. Even Tottenham are still doing it year in year out. The players they bring in, yeah, they've got Nelly <coughs> Alley from League One, League 
Well, they didn't sign anyone last summer. I mean, it's shown this year they've had 13 defeats. Yeah, but 13 defeats. If you look at any any United or any great team, not just United, I think the the core of a, of a great team is the spine. You know, you look at the Chelsea teams of old. You had Chet, Terry, Makélélé, Drogba. It, for United, you had Van der Sar, Ferdinand Vidic, you know, Skulls, Carrick, Rooney. The spine of the team is critical to any team, no matter, no matter who the club is. But it, it, goes, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, the, the club's got to be spotting them, the, the club's got to be spotting them players. That, that's, the, that's the way it should be. And, you know, if, if we're not spotting them players, we're in an age now where Manchester City and Liverpool will, will snap them up, or Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Bayern Munich, you know, it's... It's not. Manchester United haven't got a monopoly over it at the minute, where we, used, where we probably used to have, and now we haven't. We haven't got that, and you've seen the likes of. I don't know. A delit, a delit going to Barcelona. A delit going to Barcelona. Probably the young from Ajax will go somewhere. And the young from Barcelona. It shows that's the credentials of a manager. That shows how good he is. Well, you've got them to where they are. Show, exactly, that exactly shows how... There's three points or five points ahead of United. Yeah. Five! You've actually gone backwards because, oh, no. because yeah. two, two seasons ago they should have won the league and now they're 22 and points. Like saying, yeah. like in a two-horse race with Leicester City, they came second and lost the league by ten points. Exactly. They fucking totally nutly bottled it. If, 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 how, how far behind Liverpool? Don't get me wrong, I think Pochino's a good manager. Not but to say money, that he should be manager United just because he does a good job at something is fucking bollocks. Why should Solskjaer be manager? Yeah, he would get a tune out. Do you think... Why should Solskjaer be manager? I'm not saying he should... But do you think that Pochino would get a tune out of United? Yeah. The United yeah. team? Yeah, he would do, yeah. Fuck! Oh, absolute bollocks. Bollocks! He did it at Southampton, didn't he? He's not spent any Well, I think this is a conversation that could go on for a lot longer. And um, I think it sums up our season in many, many ways. Manchester United have fallen. They've fallen a long, long way. And... The only way they're going to get it back up there is if there are some major changes, not only on personnel, but major changes in attitude on the pitch, off the pitch. And I think there's a... You can understand why some of our support have got that slapped ass attitude at the moment, and you can understand because the passion that this club invokes is uh, second to none, in our opinion, because we know what we've been through and we know what we've watched and we know what we watched before we started on Ferguson's magnificent winning runs and we know now how far we've fallen. Does it hurt that it's City? Not really, no. Does it hurt that Liverpool are up there again? I think that's where the danger is, that if they start becoming successful again, we'll be usurped. So we've got a long summer ahead. Um, there are more podcasts we've still got a game left and over the summer as things change we'll be able to add and be more positive and I'm sure when August comes we'll be uh, back as positive and as optimistic as we were when Oli was winning every game and we really did think that we'd found the new Messiah anyway Huddersfield away 1-1 lots more disappointment but you know there's nothing like being a red. United we stand and Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Visit redarmybet.com or download the app for all the latest United specials and enhanced odds. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.